This great country in which we live in the 20th century is built upon the industrial age operating system. And it worked very well during that period of time, and it was very top-down. It was very industrial. What I mean by top-down is the person at the top of the organization would shout out orders to people lower in the organization. They were told exactly how to do their job in the steel mills or the textile mills or wherever they were, and people would come in and we'd pay them a rate. And that process and that operating system worked for a number of years. And by the way, it also required left brain activities, which is not creativity. It's not solving complex problems. But in the 21st century, jobs have changed. And the operating system that we currently have is the old 20th century operating system. And what I talk about in the book is the need for a new operating system. And what I mean by that is that you need to engage associates now because we're asking them to do things much differently than we've asked them to do it before. We need them to be creative. We need them to engage their brains, and we need to specifically have them engage the right side of their brain to help us solve complex problems. Now, let's focus on fit, because I think that's the point of this whole story, really. Where do you start as a leader of a team to encourage a fit, fully integrated team structure and behavior? Yeah, I've done this many times, and it's kind of interesting. And fit really is the intersection between an individual and an organization. And there's a lot of that in the book, and it speaks specifically to that intersection between skills, needs, passions, all in a nutrient-rich, toxic-free environment. But fit is much greater than that. According to Webster's, I pulled fully integrated teams, which is the acronym for fit, apart. And the definition, according to Webster's, is to reach the greatest extent, remove barriers imposing segregation for people working together toward a cooperative goal. The way that I describe fit and define it, it's creating something together that no one person could ever create alone. And that's under the direction of a leader, or are we saying that in a fit team with fit, you don't necessarily need a leader? No, you don't necessarily need a leader if you have well understood and inculcated into the organization an alignment of purpose, an alignment of principles, and when I say alignment, it's an alignment of thought and people around the purpose and principles of the organization and what it is that you're trying to get accomplished, which is what I refer to in the book as promise. So the flow of fit starts with purpose. It's the purpose of an organization. The purpose of Disney is an example. Their reason for being, if you will, is to make people happy. They have a stated purpose. And then at Purdue, as an example, we have stated principles. Our principles are integrity, it's quality, it's teamwork, and it's stewardship, which all ladders up to trust. And then you select your people. As Jim Collins says, you first need to select the people, get them on the bus, and get them in the right seat. What he's really talking about in the selection of the people is making sure that those people, before they even get on the bus, are buying into and align with your purpose as well as your principles or your guiding principles relative to how you're going to go about doing whatever it is you're going to do. Does that make sense? That makes sense. When you bring the team together, there are core questions you ask team members before you put them in their seats, right? Yes. Actually, in an interviewing process, what I do is I take them through the FIT model. So typically, the way that this works in the assessment phase is an individual will sit down and there will be a job description, which basically communicates or articulates the needs of the organization. 
then the individual is sitting there with a resume, and they're basically saying, okay, here are the skills or capabilities that I am bringing to the table, and you do an assessment relative to that person's skills and capabilities to the organization's needs. The differentiator and fit in the model is then the next question that we get into is one of passion, and I use something called the five whys when we start talking about passion. So I will ask an individual in interviewing situation as it relates to the opportunity that the person is talking about is what are your passions? And typically people, it's not a question that they're used to hearing.